When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. We're back this week for the Valero Texas Open. Elk, back-to-back weeks in your home state. It's a bit of a sad day though because we've said farewell to the match play which ended in a fantastic Sam Burns wire to wire victory taking down Cameron Young who incidentally we didn't do the show last week but Cameron Young would have been my pick so I was getting very excited. Yeah I mean you know the match play I think I think the tour will have another match play they always have Diane I think they had a by reading between the lines about the press on this tournament, it seems like there was maybe a, a little sort of not happiness between the sponsor and the course and the tour. So, yes, definitely need another match play event. They almost got the matchup they wanted to. However, I think a lot of people really enjoyed seeing these two great swingers, two young guys. Cameron Young, of course, having a new caddy, Paul Tesori on the bag. I think that calmed him down a little bit, Diane. Just maybe he's not doesn't seem like he's a not a calm golfer. But I think just having a caddy that has a lot of experience, that's won a lot of tournaments, is better than having a caddy and a player that haven't won any tournaments. The other caddy was doing a very good job. They had five second place finishes last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Burns, excellent ball striker. Not a month ago, we were he was completely off our board. He was completely out of form, missing the cut at the players or missing the cut terribly all over the place and seemed to turn it round at his course where he played so well at Tampa where he won back-to-back, and now he dominated this event. It could have, for just a split second, gone the other way. It could have went uh, a different final with the semi-final, with the, uh, the consolation match we saw on the Sunday with Rory uh, and Scotty Scheffler, but it didn't. And uh, it was good to see the two young guys step up at the end and win those matches. Going back to the the Cameron Young Paul Tesori partnership now, it's kind of like what happened with Scotty Scheffler when he got 
uh, Ted Scott in the bag. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened then because they started working together. He won the WM Phoenix Open. The Masters came shortly after. And, you know, obviously, Scotty Scheffler has been on a tear and just won at the players. And, you know, with um, Webb Simpson saying that him and Paul were parting ways and he had spoken to Cameron Young. They have that Wake Forest connection and had said, you know, this might be a good move for you. That was a big part of the reason as to why I picked him. And, the way that Cameron Young played in the semi-final against Rory was fantastic. It's like he just ran out of steam a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, Rory McIlroy is so powerful. Scotty Scheffler is so patient. Those two guys are – that's enough. They've seen enough for the Masters. They're ready. Ram is off the boil. We talked so highly on Ram when we left Riviera, Diane. It's been off the boil since then. Does it matter when you go – uh, away from the West Coast, you can get on Bermuda grass and all these different surfaces. Yes, it does. We're starting to see the cooling period of Max Honma just slightly getting away from their sort of what they're used to. And, and as you watch this show and you learn about different geography around the tour, you see these guys cool and you see other guys warming up. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't surprise me to see Scotty Scheffler. He went to school there, of course. That's that's nice. Um but putting, you know, putting on, on Bermuda grass is a whole different thing, Diane. Um, this week we are on a very sort of hilly, not hilly, but up on the top of a hill, let's call it, windy, narrow golf course. It's been very dry over there. And the ball, the, it's going to be very important to keep the ball in play this week. This was a course that Greg Norman designed, was considered very long when he built it and very narrow and very tricky and sort of nasty. Um, so what are we going to do this week? We are going to try to catch some guys on the rise. We're going to pick through this field, Diane, and see if we can find some people that are going to keep it in the fairway off the tee for starters. It's, it's crazy and it's such a cliche in golf how one week can change everything and we're talking about John Ram cooling down a little bit. A couple of weeks ago we were talking about the fact that he he was just on this absolute tiger-esque tear. Um, Max as well. Uh, Scotty obviously still in the conversation and ended up finishing fourth at the Dell Technologies match play um, and then all these guys are heading into the Masters. A week changing everything came here in 2019 at TBC San Antonio for Cody Connors, who Monday qualified. He won the tournament. That got him into the Masters the following week. And then Cody Connors was a name on everyone's radar for a long time after that. You know, still is. And he's definitely one of the favourites heading into this week. So um, it's this is an important week because... The whole field for the Valero Texas Open, only 10 of the guys are actually in the Masters next week. So we have a huge chunk who are still living the dream and hoping that their name is going to be on that tee sheet at Augusta National next Thursday. So a lot to play for. Um, you know, we have a, a real depth of field this week. There's going to be a, a few names that we talk about. Matt Wallace is going to be an interesting one to look out for. He just won the alternate field event last week in Punta Cana. Um, that didn't get him a place in the Masters. So, yeah, there's a lot of good storylines that we're going to talk through this week with our picks. Yeah, but ultimately this week, uh, you are going to have to hit the ball really well off the tee. 
JJ Spawn is another name that sort of emerged last year. This is where he won last year and went on, and now he's become much better player since he's won this event. Going back to Corey Connors, wasn't weren't you and I together at Augusta the next day, and we were next to his wife, and didn't you go shopping with her in the pro shop and maybe have a an azalea drink or something, celebrating all that? We did see her because you remember on the TV coverage they had showed her as he was obviously, you know, coming down the stretch and uh, in contention in the lead, holding everything. She was drinking wine. She had like a cup of wine with her uh, and the TV cameras kept going to her for her reaction. And yeah, we saw her in the pro shop the next day and we were like, oh my gosh, you made it. <laughs> it was, she was so fun to watch and it was just pure emotion coming out. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know what it means, you know better than anyone, what it means to to make it to the Masters and for Cody Connors that was the real kind of fairy tale and it could be another Cinderella story for for someone else this week I have a Canadian on my ticket this week Diane so you never know it may lightning may strike twice in San Antonio well, let's talk about TBC San Antonio because, as you say, you know, it's a little bit elevated. The weather is the kind of defense around here, the wind. It's also been really hot there lately and it's kind of firmed up the course a little bit. But um, it's called the Oaks Course. Of course, there's a lot of trees lining the fairway. But what are the guys going to have to do well this week? Well, when this course opened, we all went over there to play it. Greg Norman built the course. And the first Pro-Am I ever played in on this course, Diane, my group, my caddy told me on the 12th hole that our group had lost 50 golf balls in the first 12 holes that day. Very windy course. As soon as you hit it off the fairway, it goes into those scrubs, as you said, long grass, you can't find it. So with the, with the course being firm this week, remember – I think it was Kevin Nair on the ninth hole. Remember, he hit it in the trees one year and it took him like nine shots to get it out and he took like a 15. Do you remember that? Yeah. But very narrow course in places. Um, it's all about the wind, Diane. It's all about um, getting your ball in play. I've got one particular – I'm looking at a couple of stats this week. I'm looking at guys that drive it straight off the tee and I'm looking at guys that can get it up and down and putt well from inside of five feet because ultimately in the wind, Diane, you don't hit every green when you play in the wind. So you got to pitch the ball up and you finish up having a lot of putts from inside of five, six feet. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for those conversions this week. Okay. Okay. Same with me. I'm looking at really strong off the tee stats, um, accuracy, total driving, um, approach, greens and reg, proximity, and great putting as well. So my guys are falling into that category too. Right, well, we each have three picks, an outright favourite, a one to watch and a dark horse. None of my picks are in the Masters for next week. As I said, 10 guys in the whole field that have already stamped their ticket to Augusta National. So that final spot is up for grabs. Um, Jordan Spieth not playing this week. He's a, a fan favourite and a notable name because obviously this is his hometown. He's a past winner here. Um, they, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the big names are missing this week because they're obviously getting ready for next week. Some are going to use it as a tune-up. Um, Terrell Hatton is one of the Vegas favourites this week. He's already in the Masters and um, we'll see what he does. But... Speaking about Jordan Spieth, who is a fan favourite, Texas favourite, um, you know, game is not quite in the shape where he wants it. He's got too many 
too much drama going on in his golf, Diane. He's missing the greens. He's chipping. He's out of play off the tee. We know he can scramble. Will he be able to get all this turned around and get back and exercise? Yes, he has a green jacket, but he exercised some demons at, uh, at Augusta. We'll see. I'll be there to chart all that, of course, uh, next week. You go ahead and tell me uh, what you got up top this week. Well, um, this guy just missed out on the Masters this year, finishing um, just out with the top 50 in the official world golf rankings. And the fact that he is roundabout there really speaks volumes for the way that his golf is recovering and starting to trend in the right direction and maybe getting back to the Ricky Fowler of old. I know you're going to like my pick this week (laughs) because you're a huge fan. You've picked him a lot lately. Um, He is one of the Vegas favourites, 16 to 1. I found him at 20 to 1. That was the highest that I saw a little bit earlier today. But we're definitely seeing uh, an upward trend in Ricky's game. Um, He's finished within the top 20 in four of his last five starts. And he took down John Ram in the opening group match in Austin last week. It was on his wife's birthday, so that was nice to see. It's his fourth time playing this tournament. Um, He missed the cut last year, but, you know, never mind. We've talked about the fact that he's moved on a lot since then. And also a a pair of 17th place finishes here. But... um, I was looking at Ricky's stats of late of the last couple of tournaments and his off the tee stats are kind of sporadic. He'll have a good week off the tee, bad week off the tee. Good week, bad week. But overall, see that. you know. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. I mean, Ricky, yeah. the only, he's in the top, you know, if, you, if you're a Ricky fan player, he's in the top 25 in greens and reg and he's in the top 15 in putting. Mm-hmm. If the driver kicks in there, Diane, we are, you know, the reason we get hot on these guys is we have this heat map, which actually shows us their performance in particular stats over the last seven weeks. So when you look at, for example, if you take a Ricky Fowler, we can tell you what he was positioned on the tour seven weeks ago in driving accuracy, and we can tell you what he is now. We can tell you what he was in putting seven weeks ago, and we can tell you what he is now. So we start to see these trends, and Ricky Fowler is only one good driving week away. Now, this is going to be a tough one for him because it is a narrow week. This is asking a lot. However, you have the right idea, Diane, with Ricky Fowler. And the putting is always going to pay dividends at this course if you putt well. And looking at Ricky's heat map, by the way, I love the way that you've taped all the pages together. (laughs) Well, I tape it together because then I can see all the way across and I can set, set up these trends, you know, all the way for the last seven weeks oh. and for what they've done in this tournament. And, you know, Ricky's working with Butch Harmon and they were together last week. A friend of mine who lives at the Floridian took a couple of pictures. He went and watched him practice the other day. So when you work with a guy like Butch Harmon, um, and we saw this with Tommy Fleetwood, who I had picked to win at Innisbrook and he finished third, I think, focus is very important on tour. And when you're working with someone like, like Butch Harmon, you're focused. You're focused on your swing. You're fo- focused on what you're working on. You've probably got some good information. You've probably fixed something. Yeah. So he's putting it into practice every day. And Ricky needs a win to get into Augusta. He needed a quarterfinal last week, didn't get it, although he did knock off number one. So his confidence has got to be pretty good. I think so too. And I think that over the last couple of years, Ricky's missed out on stuff that, that Ricky of days gone by, it was a given that he was going to be there. So 
Ricky not being at the Masters, you know, okay, it, it isn't as hard to imagine after the way that he has played over the last couple of years, but he's still one of those guys that you would expect him to be there and he himself inspects, expects to be there. So as you say, he needs the win this week and we all think it's coming. <laughs> so why not do it this week? It'd be a great story. If Ricky Fowler had the driving of the player that I'm picking this week, then he would win the tournament outright because my player this week is fifth in driving accuracy and 23rd in putting. I was uh, I was talking to his coach this morning. And I said, why is this player top five player? When you think about going back two, three months on, on my heat map here, Diane, this player is in the top five in driving accuracy. How could he be in 110th in greens in reg? Texted his coach. And he said, well, sometimes he gets too aggressive with his iron play because he's in the fairway all the time and misses greens or gets a little hook in his ball occasionally. Uh, I'm talking about Brendan Todd, Diane, 23rd, uh, sorry, 38th in the FedEx Cup. As I said, fourth in driving accuracy, 23rd in putting. He plays good on courses where you have to drive a good. Finished second at Pebble Beach, finished a shot out of the playoff at Colonial last year, narrow courses. Finished eighth here last year. Of course, I'm talking about um, uh, Bradley Hughes from Australia who coaches Brendan Todd, said if Brendan has a top 20 week in greens in reg, he'll probably win the tournament going away because he hits hits the ball so straight off the tee. That's great. You know, all these things. I just got a feeling, Diane, it's like you talking about Ricky with his driving. I mean, I've already got a player. It's in the fairway more than anyone else in this field. Yeah. Come on, hit a couple of greens for me, Brendan. Bring it home this week. Right, bring it home. 45 to 1. And I'm looking at that accuracy. Um, over his last four starts, he's been fourth, fifth, sixth, and fifth, which is incredible. Like, that's just unbelievable consistency. So... As you say, uh, that was interesting that Bradley said, you know, he gets in a great position on the fairway and then he just thinks like he's got this aggressiveness to shoot at the pin. So maybe if they identify that and they scale it back, as you say, get that greens and reg number up and it could be a brilliant 45 to 1 for Brendan Todd. Well, I will say this about Brendan Todd. When he does miss the green, he's, he's top five in greens in miss the green. So the reason that he, he is aggressive on his second shot is because he's a really good chipper. Right. right. So if I was on his bag this week, I would play a little bit wider. Let's just let's just hit the greens. You're going to win the tournament if you just just hit the greens. Don't don't go in there so much. Okay, right. So outright favourites, you've got Brendan Todd and I'm going for Ricky Fowler. Your outright favourite at 45 to 1 is great, so I can't wait to see the odds of your one to watch because um, my, my odds are not all that high, but I've got a good argument for this guy. Uh, my one to watch, I sort of have two players. I have the Canadian I spoke of in the top of the show, Nick Taylor. He's top 12 in putting. Uh, we saw him play really close to Scotty Scheffler at the Waste Management this year. As you say, as we say, he's Canadian. Uh, he's just played good this year. Um, his stats overall are steady. They're not bulging in bright green, except for one, which is putting. But I just sort of, he plays, he's played six times here. He has as much experience on this course as anyone. 
I'm looking at Nick Taylor and the other player that I'm looking at is Brendan Wu. And I talked about Brendan Wu um, a couple of weeks ago and I think he let me down at the players maybe. Well, he let himself down. But he, when I look at his stats, sometimes when I go through the heat map, Diane, I look at someone that wasn't very good at greens and reg seven weeks ago and see if they've improved and how much have they've improved. And it's, by the way, if you're a hundredth in greens and reg, it's, it's hard to get to 50th. I mean, you've got to, to straddle 50 players in any category. You've got to have done something exceptional. Brandon Wu is probably the most improved in across the board as far as getting better each week. Um, so I'm taking Nick Taylor. I'm watching ever so slightly Brendan Wu. Okay, Nick Taylor, I just saw that he is 24th in the FedEx Cup standings. So yeah, yeah. that's a big really check. Big check out west at Waste Management. Yeah, so 60 to 1 and Brandon Wu 80 to 1, sitting at 49 in the FedEx Cup standings. So again, two guys that are having solid seasons. My one to watch is 35 to 1. <laughs> um, but I'm going with last year's runner-up, Matt Kutcher, who just tied Tiger's match play record last week in Austin. Um, but there's there's some good form there and looking at his numbers he's first in scrambling right now on the tour which is going to be a big stat this week but um you know his numbers are pretty good we know that Kutcher is an accurate uh, guy off the tee um he's had two top tens this year and obviously that nice run at the match play but you know Matt Kutcher gosh he's been playing this tournament forever this has been a fixture on his schedule since 2012 he's finished within the top 10 four times so a lot of confidence coming here um, is going to feel very comfortable out there and I just like what he's doing right now so at 35 to 1 Kutcher is not in the Masters next week um, and he's going to be looking to go one better than last year and take that spot at Augusta National. Yes, I like it. Like it. And we are going to be watching Charlie Hoffman who plays super well here and not sure why, right? Well, he's another one that um, he's played this tournament every year since 2006. Um, he's finished within the top 13 12 times. Won it in yeah, 2016. Um, finished runner-up in 2021. That was the most recent. But uh, I was looking at what he's done this year and he's been missing cuts, five missed cuts in seven events, but he finished 14th at the WM Phoenix Open. He's sponsored by um, Waste Management, so loves that event, turned it on and got a good finish. So... You know, maybe that's his kind of method right now. The strategy is let's get to the courses that I love and then let's see what we see this week. I've got a big long shot for you this week. Okay. Do you want to go first then or me? Yeah. I'm going to go first and I'm going to give you my story. Uh, I talked a minute ago about how, you know, how difficult it is to seven, eight weeks ago be in a position to sort of get your stats going in the right direction. Chad Ramey, who is 145th on the FedEx, 180 to 1 this week, Diane. Eight weeks ago, he was 147th in putting. Now he's 60th. Wow. Eight weeks ago, he was 103rd in driving accuracy. Now he is 64th. Inside of five feet putting, eight weeks ago, he was 92nd, and now he's 58th. He's had two 27th top 227th finishes this year, and he finished 40th 
uh, in this event last year. I am banking on him cashing in on this trend, Diane. This is exactly what I look for when I look at tour players. I could give you a million guys that have the reverse stats of these, but I can only find one guy that's improving as quickly as Chad Rainey. He WD last week, and I don't know why. I'm Googling it right now to find out why. And if you tell me that he's hurt, I'm going to change it. Right. Well, I just, I was like, I don't Maybe he missed his flight to Dominican. You're you're not going to like this. It was a back injury. Yeah, you're not going to like that. That's the worst. That's like the worst thing you can hear. Maybe it was fake. Maybe he just did it because he didn't want to play. I don't know. Well, at the end of the day, he is, um, if he's in the field this week, he must feel okay. You would think. I hate picking guys that are hurt, but I'm. I know. I know Chad Ramey's going to do something for me. It's just whether I'm going to be on him or not. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I, when he was leading after the first round of the players, I said out loud, "Chad Ramey's not going to win the players." But to be fair to him, he hung on pretty well um, and fell away a bit on Sunday. But yeah, good on you. It's just that injury that's just looming. <laughs> that's why we're not <laughs> picking Terrell Hatton this week, and that was his hand, hand and back. We don't want to touch that. <sighs> I know. My backup would be the Scotsman, Martin Laird, who plays sensational golf here. He's almost as good as, as uh, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, Do you have his record in front of you? Um, I'll find it, but he's not playing well lately. I know, he's, he's playing terrible. Uh, I look at all the uh, Scotsmans. So Martin Laird has won this event before. Yeah, what's about his last three times he played here? It was good, wasn't it? 29th, 30th, 36th, 11th, 18th. So not bad, yeah. What's his odds? Martin Laird is 130 to 1. I'm still riding Chad Ramey if he's okay. always in the field. Just cross your fingers for him. Okay, well, um, I've actually got two names that I was looking at this week. One of them you like a lot uh, right now. He's playing well. Patton Kazire is 100 to 1, 110 to 1. He's driving, he's getting better. Yes, and he's always been a good putter, and his putting has been, you know, that maybe fell by the wayside a little bit, but steadily improving over the last three tournaments. Plus, he finished ninth here in 2021. So I like Patton, but my main dark horse this week is Tyler Duncan at 125 to 1. I uh, looked for him, I wanted to check out his odds, that found him at 110, but still over, and 125 to 1. Um, so my main reasons for picking Tyler Duncan is he's been playing great, he finished third at the Honda, and then he finished third in Punta Cana last week, which was the alternate event uh, to the match play. He's got really good off the tee stats, um, 21st in total driving and 13th in driving accuracy. And again, when you look at the heat map of what he's been doing lately, he's gone from 64th at the WM Phoenix Open in accuracy to 18th at the Valspar. You know, yeah, that's big, that's big Those are big Anytime you can do more than half your number, it's huge. Yeah. Um, so I like what he's been doing combined with good finishes. The thing that's the deciding factor for Duncan is the putter. And you can see that, you know, the weeks that he's had these good finishes, it's kind of obvious, but the, the putter has been working for him. So 
I would like to see the confidence from the fact that, you know, he wasn't playing good for a really long time. Now we've had two third place finishes in close proximity to each other. And I like him at these odds, 100 and, 110 to 1, 125 was the highest I found. But, um, you know, you've got to be feeling confident right now. I'll take your 120 and I'll add, take 10 of those points and sit it on top of Nate Lashley at 90 to 1 as my backup dark horse who's playing pretty well. Uh, but I'm so I'm so focused on Chad Ramey. I wish I would have googled that to see if he was hurt. He's back. He might not be hurt. When when players go overseas to Dominican, they've got to give the tour excuse for something, but they're not going right. Yeah, but he had he wasn't he defending champion. He had won that tournament, so I'm sure he won. How many years ago? Two years ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He won it last year. He won it last year. Yeah. Oh, he was defending champ. Yeah. So he would have wanted to play and and win again. I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> You've made it now. Just roll with it. Um, I'm going to throw out another name who you and I both talked about not long ago is Akshay Batia, um, yeah. who who seems to do well. You know, he was sitting. Um, what was he second in Puerto Rico a couple of weeks ago? Finished twenty fourth in uh, Punta Cana. I like watching him. He's fun. He's got this special temporary membership on the tour now after that second place finish. But his greens and reg is unbelievable. Um, yeah. Greens and reg. He's sitting fourth on the tour right now um, and first in proximity. So he's that's obviously the strength of his game by far and hopefully he can take that into next week but i think now that he's got this special temporary membership and he's not fighting to get in week after week you know he can kind of calm down he's always he's going to be out there for the rest of the year playing and um i really like him and his odds were high again this week so let me just find out what they were when you start to think about this tournament, Diane, and we have the heat map in the SG Tour app that anyone can go look at this week if they'd like to download the SG Tour app at the Apple Store. But when you think about some of the past champions of this course, Diane, talking about Corey Connors, you spoke of, JJ Spawn, Kucher, Hoffman, they all have the same kind of game, Diane. They all very nice off the tee. Connors, Spawn, Kucher, of course, is straight, Charlie Hoffman. They hit all the greens. They putt pretty well. Um, the the outlier was Jordan Spieth. When he won a few years ago, he was coming off a tremendous slump that he'd been in, kind of drove it all over the place, did kind of his thing where he knocks in putts all over the place, beat out Hoffman that year. But the model, Diane, is to hit the ball in between all the big oaks, as we talked about. Oaks meaning not tall oaks, little scrubby ones that if you go in, You've got to do this to go find it. It's not like you're in under a tree. It's up on top of a hill and it's all scrub oaks. Yeah. Um, we should mention that your Brendan Todd is your outright and he ranked in at number three when we did our big re-ranking. Um, Siwoo Kim came out on top and then Andrew Putnam at number two, who's 55 to one this week. So when you really dive into Andrew Putnam, he might be a good bet this week. Um, he's fifth in scrambling. He's 10th in putting from five to 10 feet, 27th in driving accuracy. Um, it's just, again, the putter is the one that's a little bit high. But um, yeah, Putnam's been definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, you know, and it all comes down to the wind. You know, hole 17 is almost a drivable par four. 18 is a par five that has all kind of drama but really where all the damage gets done diane is on the front nine there's some very narrow holes the first hole maybe the hardest hole on the golf course um 
you know, you've got to get through that front nine. The fourth hole, as I recall, very long hole, nasty, narrow, up on top of the hill. So watching that front nine scoring is what, what you know, usually they have fast finishes on this course. Okay. All right, then. So that's the tour report for this week's Valero Texas Open. Next week, oh, can you believe it's here? It's the Masters. You're heading to Augusta again. When do you leave? I'll be up there. Uh, I'll be up there for the Monday. I'll get there Sunday to Augusta. I'm going to be on the grounds Monday morning. I will have a full report of the golf course for you. Probably do our show on Tuesday after I've spoken to everybody and checked it all out, get the weather, get the whatever rough there is, green speeds, field, live guys joining the PGA Tour, get the atmosphere, get it all for you, Diane, probably by Tuesday at lunchtime. Okay, and we'll be doing some uh, special shows and bring you everything Masters themed for the first major of the year. Right, thank you so much for watching the Tour Report and we'll be back next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.